Welcome to the Bible Connect Podcast. This podcast is your Bible study meets clubhouse conversations, where we gist and have heartfelt conversations as we expand our knowledge of God and His love for us through the study of the Bible. Join the conversation and connect with us on social media. Welcome to this week's edition of Bible Connect. Um, I think the Bible verse we're going to go for is Romans chapter 5. So if anyone is there, just open. I'm going to be dipping in and out of Romans 5. And we're just going to be kind of going through the whole chapter. Um, so I'm just opening mine there. So I kind of got like a kind of a picture of what I'll kind of talk about from what I understand it to be. And then I'll just throw it out to everybody else to kind of say where they are on this um, subject. And if they agree with me and if not, how they see and all that, all that good stuff. So um, for me, this is how I felt like I got a picture of it. So man had fallen, man had made a mistake. We've chosen a path that was not where we ought to have chosen. Um, as Peter taught us last week that we ate the fruit that we shouldn't have eaten thereby leading us to death spiritually right and this was kind of the image that got put in my mind and this you know allow me indulge me um to kind of paint a picture for you in the way it was painted to me and it was like a conversation between the holy spirit the, the father um god the father god the son and god the holy spirit and before i go on to paint this picture i feel like one thing i wanted to highlight or one thing I learned while I was learning to while I was kind of preparing for this because when you teach you kind of learn from teaching was that God I used to always think of it as God forgave us of our sins but I realized that although God forgave us of our sins allow me God did not also forgive us from our sin basically Jesus paid for our sins not like God forgave us for it and I'm going to kind of explain that as I go on. So allow me to kind of paint a picture. So this was kind of the picture that I felt like got painted for me. It was like a conversation between God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. First thing we need to notice is that they're all still God, right? For Trinity, something we probably will never really have a full understanding of until we get to heaven to understand how the Trinity thing works. So even though they're separate, they're also one in, in themselves. And the conversation between these three guys, right? kind of, and as Peter has taught us last week that this was even before man fell, this was even before man was created, Bible says that even before the foundations of the earth, you know, you've already like, um, kind of have a salvation plan for us. And the conversation went something like, you know, God thinking to himself, like, okay, I know that these guys are going to, you know, fall. I know that, um, Adam is going to, you know, be deceived and is going to choose the wrong path. And what is going to be the way to repair that? Because once that happens, they're going to lose their um, essence, the reason why they were created. They're going to lose that connection to me. And the conversation went on something like, you know, the angels thinking to themselves, like, why are you so bothered about man? Man is just like, even if they fall, like, what what difference does it make? They're just they're just another thing you've created. And the Bible verse that came to me was. The revelation I feel like David had when he said that who's man that you're mindful of and it could be something like it, it could be well something like that that God has put in his heart to think of what what God was ready or what God was willing or what God has had them 
in place for man that he was willing, the extent he was willing to go to kind of restore man back to himself. Because we know that when David had that wrote this um <clears throat> wrote the psalm, so um the whole um salvation plan had not come into place. But as I was studying, I had a feeling or I kind of got the idea that it could have been something like that that God was revealing to him, like the extent in which God was willing to go to reconcile man to himself, even before man had even fallen from sin. And if you go to Romans chapter 5, verse 10, where we know that, um, no, Romans chapter 5, verse 19, where we know that through the sin of one person, um, through the acts of one person, sin is going to come into the world. It was the same way that it's going to be through the acts of one person that sin is going to be restored back into the world. And the conversation was like, okay, we, we need, one person is going to mess up. We know that, right? Now, one person needs to fix this. And these three guys are like, we know that we can't trust any, any of those guys, any of these humans to fix this problem because, yeah, we can see what Adam has done, right? They don't have the, the grace to do that. We know that. And Jesus, stepping up to the challenge, was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to become man and I'm going to take that place. I'm going to make him my job to fix that. And it's like, you're willing to leave all this glory, you're willing to leave all these things that you have because he's God too, right? But he's like, yeah, I will subject myself to man's level so that I can take that place because I know that you can task me with that responsibility of living a blameless life so I can then die for them so that they can be restored back into the original plan that they have. And for me, that was like, Jesus died for the sin. God didn't just forgive the sin. God didn't just like write off the sin and was like, oh, that's sin, let it go. It was like somebody paid a price for it. And that's why we, and I felt like that was, in the, my imagination was like, you know, Jesus was like, I'll take, I'll do this. And God was like, you know what, for choosing that responsibility, for willing to humble yourself that much, I will give you a name above all names, which is in Philippians, you know, that we're not, that, at your name, because of what you've chosen to do, every knee will, but everyone will therefore come to um, the realization that you were God. And for me, that was a big revelation. Like Jesus, I know we all say we all sing it in songs, but it gives me this thing where I get to be grateful for what God has done or for what Jesus has done, because now I realize that God didn't just write off my sin. Somebody had to pay the price for my sin to be written off. Somebody had to, um, it's like a judge that was sentencing someone to prison, right? It's like you're going for 10 years, right? And then the judge is like, but I will go in your place for that 10 years that I've decided to send you for because of what everything that you've done. Now, what is even more interesting or what was even more astonishing than the fact that Jesus paid the price to forgive, um, to kind of, reconcile us back to God. It's like, let me keep using the judge analogy I'm using. So a judge, you, you, you sin, right? You mess up, you do something. You go to court, um, you've been sentenced to 10, 20 years in prison. And the judge was like, I'm your friend, but instead of you going to prison, I will go to prison in your place, right? So you can go. Now, not just will I go to prison in your place, I would clean your previous slate like it would look like you never committed the sin that you've committed because I have never committed the sin. So you will become me, right? And not just that you will become me, you will now have the ability to be a judge 
And so even though you never went to law school, even though you never had the experience, because I have the experience, you now have that experience. Because of I had this encounter, you are somehow enjoying what I have done for you. And for me, that was like, wow. Like, it was like, I don't just get forgiven. I get to be given something that I don't deserve. And that's what grace is. And I know that we, we all talk about mercy, but mercy is forgiving somebody for what they've done wrong, right? But grace is giving somebody something that they don't deserve. They have no, it, they don't have any qualification. And that's what Jesus did for us. That was what the salvation plan was. That was, it was even more than what Adam had done. It was more than the sin Adam had committed. So Adam, what, he, he detached himself from God's glory, right? But Jesus was like, I would not only bring you back to God's glory, but I would now make you, as it says in John, to be like part of the God connection. Like you would now be part of this inner circle with God. You would now be in, in the ends of it, of it. And for me, that was just like, it gave me this idea of this ability to kind of be thankful, be so thankful to God for what, he, to, for Jesus, for what he's done. Not just like, you know, I felt like I kind of had, had an understanding of why we sing all these songs, like, you know, what a beautiful name, you know, all this Jesus, Jesus did it for me. Like I start, I'm singing the songs now and I'm like, this is what Jesus did for me. Like, you know what I mean? And, and that was something I wanted to share. Now, I know that times we talk about the, the, the salvation or the accepting of Jesus as our ticket to heaven. Another thing I realized was like, our restoration back to grace is not just ticket to heaven is like is like the byproduct of what Jesus did for us right we get to live in a transformed person in a transformed state even here on earth that we just go to heaven and just continue to live that life so it's not like I know many times they're like oh repent for the kingdom or repent or if you don't repent you're going to go to hell you're going to go to heaven and that is true but I feel like it should be more like repent so that you can have the, the life that God had originally planned for you here on earth. And then going to heaven is just like the extras of what that life is supposed to be. If I don't know if you guys get what I mean. Like going to heaven is not that is not the ultimate aim of what salvation was. I mean, it is an important part of it, but living a life of living a life that is completely transformed here on earth, which is why the Bible says that your kingdom um, on earth as it is in heaven is really what God has come to do for us. So we're supposed to even believe in a, like the divine life, even while we're here on earth. So that kind of brought me to, so why do we still live a life of this incompleteness, a life of sin, a life of pain, a life of all these things? And I will go straight to like the sin part of it. Okay, um, Merrick, before you, before you answer the question, sorry, question. sorry. Um, the question you just asked, why, why are we still sinning? Um, there's, there is a conversation going on in the chat. There is. Um, so, yeah. Tanya Sorry. asked the question. How, how do I go back to <laughs> this? I thought we might as well just um, deal with it together. So Tanya asked the question, was Jesus fully human though? Because when you said that he came as human, so she said, but it was still God. And I think Toby and Tanya, Toby, do you want to jump on and say um, your answer? But how do I go oh. back? <laughs> it's in the chat. What? How do you go back in the chat, do you mean? Yeah. So I can see can you, isn't it, just, it should be a scroll up or scroll down, shouldn't it? 
Yeah, okay, go on. Sorry. No. So the question is, and I want everyone to please, you guys talk. Uh, um, <laughs> the question is, was Jesus fully was Jesus fully human whilst he was on earth? And I think all of us were saying yes. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. But I think people are arguing like no, and Tanya's not having it. Tanya, do you want to do you want to raise your, your voice, I please? Hiya. Yeah, no, that's fine. Hi guys. I hey. feel like I'm the only like non-Niger babe like in this chat, so I have to represent for the rest of Africa because everyone else here is clearly a Niger. Represent the Car- yeah. Caribbeans as well. Oh, okay. I'll, me, me, and the Caribbean person will stick together because the rest of you, just Nigerians, have taken over the platform. But anyway, I digress. That's besides the point. So. I've I've asked this question and I've never been able to get like a satisfactory response. I get that Jesus is human, right? And I get that. But then I feel like besides the fact that um, Jesus obviously was without sin, I feel like Jesus had other perks that us as humans will never have. So I kind of feel as though, like, yeah, Jesus is human, but I kind of feel like he was just beyond human not like beyond beyond like half half like I don't know like half something half something but I mean as in I think that he had certain capabilities that were beyond like being human I just think that he was able to indulge if you like in the human experience but I think that Jesus was beyond human because one of the examples I gave in the chat yeah like obviously I know that all of us with with prayer and obviously like by God's grace and like by building that relationship with him we can become like in tune with what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do yeah but like I I don't know about you guys and I don't know what it's like for maybe the more advanced Christians in this forum yeah but like there are some times where you're in that waiting period where you're not really sure what God really wants you to do. Like you have inklings, yeah, but you're waiting for God to like confirm, okay, like you need to do this, you need to do that. And sometimes like God's voice is not always like directly clear as to like what you should do in a circumstance. But I just feel like Jesus never had that problem. Like he always knew like what God wanted and expected of him and I just feel like that's like a different level of connectedness with the Holy Spirit that I think personally is slightly impossible for humans to achieve but perhaps I just haven't been exposed to the right type of Christian to kind of like actually like go against my point but I just feel there's certain things or certain capabilities that Jesus Mm -hmm. had like he was a man of wisdom beyond all wisdom like even as a human, no matter like how close you get to God, I just think there's certain like human capabilities that limit your ability to see like God, to think like God. Do you know what I mean? Even if God yeah. is kind of like, do you know what I mean? Because God always has to bring it down to our level. When and and in that, like God raises our level, like in some way, but it's never like to God level. But but Jesus didn't have to have God bringing it down to him. Do you get like? him and god were just like okay cool like hi dad yes dad okay yes so okay so before anyone else any one of the hosts um says anything does anyone else want to answer tanya's question she has a lot of questions i feel like she talked about faith she talked about 
I think essentially what she's trying to say is, did Jesus have extra powers that we don't have access to um, that allowed him leave the righteous life that he did and the sort of blameless life that the Bible has always talked about since the Old Testament. So aside from the host, does anybody else have uh, any response to that? Let me try it to you guys. I can see your names though. Babs, Sister Bumi, Jidez, Philip, anybody? Yubi, Wale? No? Why are you people shy? Huh. Okay. Uh, okay, the host then. Anybody else apart from marriage? She's been talking. Thank you, Beth. You're welcome. Um, I think Tanya has a point, and I think it's a, it's a difficult to answer the question because there are mysteries. So I, I don't know if I can say what it isn't, but I can say what 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 is. So, for example, again, I think you and I think you affirmed this as well, Tanya, that Jesus came completely as a human he came as a human and i think the book of philippians kind of expresses this quite distinctively in philippians 2 chapter 6 to 7 it says who though he was in the who though he was in the form of god did not count equality with god a thing to be grasped he goes but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of the men and i think i think from my understanding of that scripture it speaks about how jesus the deity emptied himself of that and came to be in the likeness of man uh, but obviously now we see jesus is basically superman he comes he's the one without sin he's the one without blemish he's the one who he's doing all these miracles he's and he and he's doing all these things and i think i think when we look at jesus we consider rather not an example of how weak man is but rather an example of how powerful the spirit of God is and the work the spirit yes, of God does. Yes, yes. Because I think a lot, all throughout Jesus' ministry, even look at the gospels, you see the Holy Spirit. You see the Holy Spirit in his conception. You see the Holy Spirit in his, in his ministry itself. You see the Holy Spirit when he's about, when he's dying and he's been resurrected. He was resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit itself. So it speaks of how the Holy Spirit works on flesh, on a man itself. And there are different levels of that. The Holy Spirit, because depending on the grace that God gives us and the gifts that God administers to us, the Holy Spirit could work in us in different ways. I, the Holy Spirit could work in me in a way that it doesn't work in you. And it may make me look like I'm more of a superhuman, but I'm not. It's just the power of the Spirit and the grace administered to me. Of course, with Jesus, we also have to consider he was the son of God itself. So to what limit, to what part of, to what part of that was him, I think it's still a mystery. But the only things we can affirm is that, first of all, God came down emptied himself of that and became fully man he was tempted as we as we were and another thing that we always consider with humans is with us humans that we don't have with god is god is all-knowing but us, us humans aren't all-knowing and i think with jesus i think with jesus you could always you could although it seemed like you always knew what the father was doing and everything you i think we get a hint of that in in the bible in the in the passage where he was in the garden of gethsemane that he doesn't always know what the father's will is or he doesn't always know what he doesn't know everything because he was there wrestling with himself like in matthew 26 36 to 46 he's there wrestling with himself and he's like ah oh, i'm gonna paraphrase he'll, he'll be like this is painful i don't want to do this but let your will be done he goes is there a way out so jesus is, thinking, is there another way 
or, or so on. And then he concludes after that conversation with the father that let your will be done. And that's very human like with us. We wrestle with, with our flesh and he did that as well. And we wrestle with thoughts in our mind until we submit to the will of the father just as he did. So I think that, that shows just how human he was there as well. But yeah, that's why I submit. I see that, and I don't want to cause argument on this platform. Not argument, argument, but I mean, like a a debate, because this isn't really what we're talking about. So I don't want to like take it too far because I know we don't have time. Mm. I get what you're saying, yeah. But then I don't think, firstly, in response to like Philippines, yeah. Personally, Mm. I like reading the Amplified Bible. That's the version that I read. And the same verse that you like uses your example to justify your point it was six to eight yeah philippians verse six eight yeah so when you're talking about him emptying himself but then like maybe this is back to semantics again with the way that you know different biblical expression but like the expansive point here is like that it says that without renouncing or diminishing his deity but only temporarily Mm. giving up that word expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity so in that it says nothing about him internally or like his internal thought it just says like the outward expression of being like Jesus and being God that's what he gave up and that's the perspective that I see from like my understanding of the situation and I mean you're talking about Gethsemane like wouldn't that just be human nature as opposed to like God Jesus not knowing because like sometimes we know what we need to do, but we don't want to do it. Like sometimes I want to, I know in my head I need to exercise, yeah. Because, you know, maybe this quarantine weight has got to me and I'm just looking at myself like, come on, it's time to do this weight. But then like you think about it and I'm like, I don't really want to do this. Do I really have to do this? And it's like this back and forth that you have. But in the end, you know, like what has to be done. So I think that interaction that you talk about, maybe it's I'm not seeing the context or understanding the context around it completely, but I just see that as very much the human expression of I have something that I know I need to do, but I don't want to do it. I think either way you look at that, even if I think again it's up to interpretation how you look at that, whether you think whether you can confidently say that Jesus knew what was going to happen completely or what was was or what whether Jesus was all-knowing in that moment or not, even if you take away the argument that it was not all-knowing, the fact of that wrestling with himself or that temptation with himself again, I think shows his, hum- his, his humanity. I think, I do think when Jesus died, it's difficult. I think when, I, I still, I stand by the point that he was fully man and fully God, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't, Anyone I think else? It's a mystery. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, does anyone have anything quickly to add before we go back to the um, question for can tonight? Can I add something quickly? <clears throat> this is for me. Um, for me, the way I deal with, you know, myself, because I, I find a lot of the times when I'm, when I'm, um, um, I'm trying to communicate with God, um, it's a battle between myself and my spirit. And I started to ask to know the person of Jesus more because I had I knew the book version of Jesus from reading the Bible. I knew the expression of Jesus through pastors and teachers and mentors and people that were in my life. But once I started to understand who the person of Jesus was for myself, then I found it 
easier to succumb my flesh by my spirit. And um, I don't know if it answers the question, um, but mm, um, I think it goes back to mm, it goes back to what um, Toby was trying to say that it, it's the work of the spirit rather than Jesus himself, if we look at it that way, and if we trust the spirit to do the same work in our lives. And like Merit was already touching on, it's a process of transformation that yeah. we continue to become like that. And and yeah, um, I mean, I think Toby has already said it. I think there's a little bit of mystery in there that Jesus was still God and is still God and, and is also human. And I think he he's God. He has the He has the power to do all that in the same breath and i think um yeah it's the mystery that we would all get to heaven and discuss it but we trust i think our own is to focus on the fact that even right now there's a work of transformation that is being done by the holy spirit and little by little um we get to experience you know becoming more like jesus becoming more like god and and yeah we just trust in that work really so i, I would say i would say that Okay, cool. Right. Um, Sorry, can I can I jump in before we move on? Um, I, the thing is, this, I I think Ty is it, it, she's not disputing the fact that you know like um that God was like Jesus was fully God and fully human, but you know like the there is the question the niggly question is you know like was he really human human like um and I really do get the point um and also fully um um. Um, uh, I agree with Toby on this point in terms of yes, God was fully human, but here's the here's the sort of let's put a spin on it. If if Jesus wasn't fully human, you could imagine how the devil would have used that as a point to attack our salvation, yeah. right? In the sense of we are asking the question, right? It's like, it was infinitely human. And then imagine what the devil would have been like, well, hang on, <laughs> were you really fully human? And so if the biggest accuser of, of, of them all is silenced by the fact that Jesus was fully human, right? It goes to even show that, all right, because here's what happened. When Jesus, before he started his ministry, Bible says that the devil, that, that you know, um, in March, I think it's in Matthew 3, where Jesus gets baptized and he gets, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit takes him to the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil. And so, you know, the 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 word there is he was tested by the devil. What the devil was doing was like, listen, we're going to put you through the test to really see if you are who you claim to be. And so Jesus was tempted, you know, and Hebrews, we also say, and I think it's Hebrews 4, that he was tempted at all points as we are. Um, and so he went through the rigor of test both by man and even by the devil to see if he was human and if he was fully god right he went through that rigor because the pharisees or the religious institution at that time um they would have used it as a definite as a point if he wasn't fully god right um so he went and it was several times you know there was a there's a i can't remember exactly and i can you know i could pull it up later or whilst we're talking search for it where they accused him of you know being a child that was born out of wedlock there were times when they accused there were several accusations against him 
the devil also tested him so many times because, you know, one of the gospels records that, you know, when Jesus, after the temptation that we all, you know, the three temptations and turn your bread into, you know, Bible says he was tested so many times after that. And so he went through that rigor of testing, both by human hands and even by the devil. Um, and on two occasions, God even validated, he said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. So that's, I, I do get that, you know, the, I, I get where it's coming from, but also if I kind of want to read more behind it, it's a case where there is this, um, most times when we're too occupied with ourselves and we compare ourselves to Jesus, there is this sort of inherent condemnation condemnation to say well but jesus was no human human like i'm you know uh, and so and so but the problem is not with the authenticity of who he was in terms of being god and being man the question is that now instead of looking at him as my source i'm looking at me and i'm trying to live up to a standard that is you know god like which you said you know it's like that god like you know when he was when he was god and and jesus you know he was there was you know on hindered interaction it was just basically the wi-fi signal was very strong type thing right and but the thing is the problem or the root cause behind it is that i now begin to look at my works and i'm trying to look at my performance um and 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 it's not a case that the that our um work is not important it's a case where to get our performance to look like jesus it doesn't happen by me being consumed by my performance it happens by me being consumed with jesus so for example um, um peter was able to walk on water um because not because he was very careful and he was putting one foot in front of the other he was able to do that because of where his vision well what he was consumed by and the moment he took his eyes off that he became sort of i suppose human because he was doing what was impossible so long his eyes was on jesus and so the there's this sort of thing that comes in when i begin to look in uh, um uh, that, that begins to come in when i i'm like when I, I'm looking at my performance and looking at Jesus' performance, and then it's like, you know, there's this sort of comparison and, uh, you know, there's a guilt that sets in and condemnation that sets in. And it's only the devil just using that to say, well, Jesus was like me, was he really human, human, you know? And, you know, sometimes we could swing the pendulum to the other extreme and say, well, Jesus was not human, human. So I'm just going to do myself, you know, I'm like, you know, and it's neither of those positions are the right positions to take. It's more a case where it's, on one hand, it's like Jesus was fully God and fully human because his authenticity was tried, you know, by everyone, both by the devil, both by man, um, and they came to the same conclusion. If it was if it was found wanting in any of those tests, then they would have used it to the next extent that would have been so heavily recorded in the Bible that would have made our salvation very shaky. But that wasn't the case, and you never see that. The final thing I would say is this, is I am so glad that Jesus also was not, like he was fully human, but at the same time, he was fully God. Because of the work that he did, you know, we're talking about salvation and, you know, in, hopefully in, in future sessions, we'll talk about other things. But the work of salvation that he did had 
an eternal quality to it because he was fully God, albeit being fully human, right? In the sense that when he died for our sins and the Hebrews, were, he, uh, book of Hebrews records it, it says, you know, he paid the one, one price for sins once and for all. And now he's seated at the um, right hand of, of the father in heaven. And so I'm so glad that yes, he was fully God. He was fully human, but also fully God in the sense that the quality of what he did has an eternal um, um, quality to it. Our salvation is not something that is, um, you know, and, and Merit will go into it in more detail. Our salvation is not based on, you know, like it, it's not based on I, 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 God only forgives me for the sins that I confess. It's like God dealt with the whole issue of sins once and for all at the cross, right? And it has an eternal quality to it. You know, looking at um, even looking at his life, the fact that he was fully God and fully human, in the sense that brings a a sense of majesty and sort of royalty to it you know and um and and i will end on, on this note where um the jesus says that you know come unto me all you who were um heavy burden and laden and i'll give you rest i like the the message translation of it um it says um and I, message translation says get away with me um and you will recover your life um get get away with me so i'm trying to remember because it's one of the scriptures i meditated on this week get away with me and you recover your life work with me watch uh work with me sorry get away with me and you recover your life um there's a thing i, I remember i've forgotten <laughs> work with me and work with me watch how i do it um learn the unforced rhythms of grace um uh Take, keep company with me and, okay, now I'm just, I've forgotten. And I have to go and read my Bible again. But the, what, the point I'm trying to make, uh, and the picture I'm trying to make here is this, that what Jesus does is that he's not asking us to live up to like standard. He's saying like, listen, for those of us who have been burdened and by religion and rules and whatever, he's saying, this is how you get it. It's like, you just keep company with me. You just walk with me. You just hang with me, keep company with me, watch how I do it. And you would find, you would learn the unforced rhythms of grace, meaning that you would, you would, you would effortlessly begin to live like I was, like I was doing it on earth. Right. And so it's like a lot of times when we sort of trying to compare ourselves, like, oh yeah, it was a human, human, was it God, God, you know, it's like, listen, Jesus is like, listen, forget about that. Just come hang with me, watch how I do it. Keep company with me and you recover your life. I'll waffle for a bit Thanks. there, but I hope it makes sense. Thanks, Peter. Okay, so before we hand over to Merit, um, the question I think Merit is also getting to is, if I'm saved once, why do I still sin? So before Merit comes on to, you know, break all ice for us and water us with the word. <laughs> I'm joking. I was trying to find something really nice to say. Okay, all right. Does anybody else have any answer to that? Um, if, I do if have we... an answer to that. Oh, to the okay. Question. To, this question. to whose question? Italian's question. Okay. No, it's fine. I don't mind. No, no, it's fine. You can go and I was just trying to get us back to the, the thing of tonight before we move on, but it's fine. We've oh, got okay. okay, cool. Sorry. Um, that is like 
a question that I remember when I was 16 years old and I, it was around Easter period. I just kind of got into reading my Bible and reading it for myself. And I got this revelation. I was reading about the part where um, the spirit of God came on Jesus and he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I remember this like it was yesterday because it changed my whole spiritual work. And I remember like the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying that we are, that what made Jesus stand out in his time was the fact that he carried the Holy Spirit. And at his time, he was the only person that had the Holy Spirit living in him, right? And that was what has made us different from the rest of the world. Now, we as Christians get to carry the Holy Spirit with us everywhere we go to. And now that makes us stand out, you know. And I remember this like yesterday, I went to choir practice and they were like, oh, Mary, you're going to give us the word. And I said, oh, we are all Jesus. And they were like, don't blaspheme. You cannot say you're Jesus. That is not. And I was like, that's what the Bible says. The Bible calls us, you know, we have everything he has. We have the same things we have as far as we've given our life to him and we've accepted the spirit of God to live in us. And I just remember this argument going on for so long. And it's been like almost the whole um, story of my life, trying to understand this, like, are we Jesus? Are we not? I think that Jesus had the Holy Spirit living in, in him in the time where nobody had the Holy Spirit living in him. And as Toby have said that, um, basically the life of Jesus is what we kind of can get if we submit to the Holy Spirit living in us. Now, many of us are still in the stage where we are trying to figure it out, but um, Jesus had gotten to the, all the parts of his ministry that was recorded, I got into the stage where he had figured it out. Do you know what I mean? Now, I don't, I know that um, God, Jesus had, was fully God, it was fully man, but if it was, if it wasn't man, then it would have, I mean, we would have still been in awe of all the things that he did, but then we would have had the excuse of, I can't do that because I'm not, you can't require me to do that because I'm not him. I don't have what, it was God. But if he has tasked us with the responsibility of doing even more than he did, that tells us that, he believes that we have all that he had to be able to do all that he's done in us now that we are people of faith. Now, I don't have the full understanding of it, but I feel like one thing Peter said that I want to just to kind of, kind of have a better understanding is looking at the life of Jesus should not be like how far off we are from, but we should look at it more like, um, they, this is, we shouldn't look at it in the negative way, like, oh my God, I'm here and Jesus is dead. I can't attain to that. But we should look at it more like, oh, he's there. I'm here. This is what I can, you know, this is where I can get to and kind of look at it in that way. And maybe it would be easier for us to follow through to, you know, get to that place where he was. But yeah, we can't do more than he's done if we've not even done equal to what he's done. But I hope that kind of helps. But if you listen to teachers um, by Bill Johnson or Dan Mola, they both like really like talk about this all the time. And that helped me. So yeah, you can go in and listen to that. But if um, you were saying something, where's if It's gone. Ife. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hiya. All right. So that is actually interesting. So we we have the same access. We can be everything that Jesus was. And we accept the Holy Spirit and we're all wanting to be like Jesus and we've given our life to Christ and we're believers and all of these things that you guys have taught us. Why are we still sinning? 
Can you anyone else wants to share anything? Want to go before I go in? Anyone else want to go in? I'll just count down. You people in the Bible, I'm not a pastor. You guys should talk, man. Why are we still sinning? Ayo, I can see you're here. Philip, come on, I'll meet your mic. Okay, does anyone else nobody wants to talk? I, I did see Judas Mike kind of it was he wanted to jump in the last round and I think we didn't give him oh please give him the shot. So I'm just saying today, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's not coming on. Sorry for setting you up, bro. Nah, he's not coming. Peter, he's just which, there are like three Judas here, so I don't know which one. I think okay. it's the number Judah, Judah one. Anyway, um, anyone else? We've got 15 minutes, guys. Why do we think we still sin? Wait, do we all agree? Just put in the chat if you agree to this. Um, we we all have the we all agree with what merit and everybody have said that we we can be Jesus or we are Jesus and we can walk in the same um, capacity that Jesus did on earth without sin. Do we all agree to this? Just put in the chat, yes. Yes or Sorry, no. Could you repeat that question? Do we all agree that we all can be, that we're all without sin or we all can live without sin like Jesus did? The people that yeah, are sinning, I... Just put I, yes I, or no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Simple. Put it. Yes. No. That's a sign. Yes. <laughs> but can we all live without sin? Do we all agree? No. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think. Oh, my God. Anybody else? Okay. Nah. <laughs> Someone Bruh, said it's too sweet. No. Stop. Someone said it's too sweet. Uh, I love oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my it's god. There's some people that are not saying anything. This is when we're taking uh what's that thing they do in class? Attend dance. If you've been listening since put it in the group in the chat. No, yes. What do you think? Uh. This is interesting. Okay. Yes. Ah. Okay. I'm going to pick anybody randomly to explain your answer. I'll just wait a few more minutes. Anybody else want to say yes or no? Guys, you're not talking. You're literally just saying yes or no. Let us know where we all are. And as in, it's interesting. All right. I'll just go with the last question. Kind of mm. no, um, no. Lean towards just me. So and right now it's just you and I. Was you? Was you? For me, me? I'm saying no. No, Ife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Wait, well, like I'm saying no. <laughs> Don't add me to it. <laughs> oh my God, married. Uh uh. Okay, that was your answer. Are you guys ready? <laughs> me? Oh my god. Um, hmm. Hmm. Guys, I don't know. That's my own. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And and I know why I say that, but I'll go with Ayo. Ayo, why do you say yes? 
Unmute your mic. No. Why is Ayo? He's gone. Oh, he's just disappeared. He's just come back now. Okay, let me pick somebody else. Uh, who else is there? It's ML. Is that ML? Oh, Ayo is back. Ayo, why did you say yes? Why did you say yes? Okay, I guess. Yeah, the Bible says, Be holy, for I am holy. We have the ability to, right? Of course, we are human beings. Um, but we have the ability, God has deposited in us, I believe, the ability to live without sin, right? But just like we have a free will to do whatever we have free will to do whatever we want to do. So we have the ability to do without sin, but our free will would sometimes lead us because we're made in flesh to that. So, but the Bible says, be holy for I am holy. So that means it's possible. It's a possibility for us to live without sin. That's what I think. Anyway. Mm. I just raised him the bar. Man said we are free. Well, that's another conversation. But we're just going to stick to the fact that he said we can because the Bible says that we should be holy as, as God is. So that's his point. ML. Is that Mel? No. Is that Mel? I don't, think want to, I don't think you want to choose that person. Go to someone else. Ah, okay. Cool. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay. I'm not going to Why not? Tanya has, <laughs> Tanya has talked a lot. And um, let me hear from one person that said no. Okay, so it's, it's, it's back to you guys. Toby or Peter. Um, anyone? Toby, do you want to say why? Oh, no, wait. Jide, Jide said yeah. no. Jide, unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. Jide, why do you say no? Okay, so for me, basically, uh, I don't think we can stay without sin. Um, Experience, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I think because we are more human than, than normal. So, um, and if I'm going to wait. go back to before, wait, wait, too. Um, uh, if we go back to the um, to the Garden of Eden, basically, where man probably ate, uh, man ate the fruit, and you know, our eyes were open and stuff. I think at that point, there were a lot of things that went wrong. So I think that was basically the point where we could not live without sin, and that was why Jesus had to come, and that was why basically why I said. It. Please, it said one, one more human than normal. What is the normal way? I wonder that. <laughs> 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 you literally made my night. Bruh. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jude. Thanks for actually talking. All right, let's go to the guys now. Merit, Merit, you said yes. So Merit will say why. And okay, because Mary is the one talking, let's pick one of the guys that said no. So Toby or Peter, quick, 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 first person to talk, go. Quickly, guys, we have literally eight minutes. So you need to make your point in like two seconds. I, my point is, I said no because I'm still sinning sometimes. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think also it's difficult, especially when you consider the point of holiness. 
I think as Christians, we understand that we're, we're, we're holy not by the works that we do, but because of our faith in Jesus Christ. So then it comes to the point in, if we're holy in that way, how do we, how do we live that holiness? How, what can, we know that faith without works is dead. So what works do we prove to do that? That's why I would submit that holiness, rather than what we do daily, is a mindset. <laughs> yeah, holiness is a mindset. And I believe that's what John, First John kind of assesses when he speaks about walking in the light. And he, First John 1 speaks about walking in the light and he's speaking to saints. It says verse 7, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. The blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. And I believe, and if, yeah, if we claim we are not sin, we're calling God a lie and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. So I would say, this is a long to- topic, but in the Old Testament, holiness was that God will tell them, kill this animal and sprinkle it or come and cleanse yourself, wash yourself to consecrate yourself to be holy. But now we don't do that. That holiness is now in Christ. How do we maintain and live in that holiness? It's by living a life that believes and has faith in the work of Christ to cleanse us, as John has said here, but also repentance and be walking in the light as in we confess our sins. And sometimes what does confess your sins mean? The word doesn't always mean to speak out and confess your sins, but it's to rather agree with God, agree with God as to what God is, what is unholy and what is holy. So we can't call sin and claim it not to be sin. If that makes sense, that was really rushed, but that's that's, yeah. that's what's in the head. I apologize, yeah. but that's yeah. all right. I say I don't know. Mary, we'll probably have to. You'll probably have to answer this question next week. Um, but I say I don't know because I feel like I don't know if the work of transformation is completed until we get to heaven, and that's when we fully transform. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I know that we'll continue to <laughs> fully transform. <laughs> But like, do you know? Do you do you understand what I'm trying to say? But I, I don't know if like the transformation complete here or you know is when we transform to heaven. Does that make sense? Anyway, that's that's my that's why I don't know. So I don't know of anyone that's that that can say fully like okay like you know I don't sin ever ever. So that's why I feel like every day we're going to be more and more like Jesus, and the more you study, the more it works in you. So I don't know if we actually that what completes here or when we actually transcend to the next um place in heaven so yeah that's why i don't know can but, I, can yeah, I jump in? Else? yeah yeah peter peter wait wait before you jump in peter you have <laughs> you have one minute and i have <laughs> literally we need to let him talk Gary. let him talk let him no talk. but we need to finish in in five minutes that's yeah, right. so, yeah. all right no no but that's the whole idea of this sort of conversation right so we we, we, we questions that we're we're struggling with and we want to get into here's why i say no Right. Um, but before I do that, I might sort of throw something controversial out there. And I think that, um, again, for future discussions is I think the view of holiness as being sinless is very narrow. Um, and, and very narrow. Here's here's, you know. When you OK, let me give an example. When you're writing an article. Right. And you want to use an abbreviation. Right. The first time you use that, you, you introduce the approbation, you know, the general rule is that you spell it out, you, you put everything out. You know, if I'm going to write something like, I don't know, um, TB, 
TBH, you know, to be honest, you know, I write it out, put it in brackets. So every time you see TBH, you know, it means to be honest. Right. And that's, there's something about, you know, when reading the Bible is that, you know, the, the rule of um, first mention, right. In the sense of when something is mentioned for the first time, to a large extent, it gives the meaning, you know, the meaning of that, um, what is attributed to the first time it's been mentioned. Or else if, if a new, if it's been introduced in a new context, then you you take it from that new context. Here's why I say the view of holiness is to be sinless is quite narrow. The first time holiness is mentioned in the Bible is when God blessed the seventh day and called it holy, right? So rest is the purest version of holiness in the Bible has nothing to do with sin, whether you sin or not, you know, and that's why God, you know, on the seventh day, he's like, today is a rest day and I'm calling it holy. Right. And that's the first introduction of holiness that we ever get. Right. And it goes a long way to reduce, to give the meaning of holiness in the Bible. And so when, you know, it says be holy, like I'm holy, you know, if you take the narrow view of just being sinless, then you miss out the bigger picture of what God is saying. He's saying like, you know, and holiness in the Bible is, you know, being set apart, being different. It's like what everyone is stressing out. Hey, be like me. I take, you know, rest. Right. And then you see other, other parts in the Bible where holiness is mentioned. And, you know, for me, I just been doing, you know, study on that. And I'm like, it's actually way, way bigger than just being sinless. And so I think that, you know, it's something that we'll discuss in, in, in future sessions. Hopefully we get to it. Um, but I, I think it does go a long way in, in talking about um, can't, why is it that we sin and, you know, why is it that we're saved and we still sin? Romans 6 puts it this way, you know, it starts off by saying, you know, shall we go into sin that grace may abound? Right. And, you know, Paul answers the question right there in the next verse in the same breath. He says, God forbid. He says, how is it that, you know, we that have been set free, you know, still live in sin? Another version says something like, how is it that, you know, that I am in me, that I'm in a different country? How am I living in another country? Some very weird examples that Paul was given. Right. And it's, it sounds weird when you look at it literally. But when you look in between the lines, it makes sense. I did a count this evening, right? How many times sin is mentioned in the book of Romans as a verb and how many times is mentioned as an, as a noun sin is mentioned 48 times, 46 of those times. Yeah, don't tell us, let us go and do assignments. Okay? No, 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 yeah. no, let him tell us all. <laughs> Please. No, just say the reason why I'm saying this is 46 of those times is mentioned as a noun. And I, it's important in this sense. When Paul is talking about sin in the book of Romans, you know, Romans 5 ends with, you know, um, those who receive the grace of abundance shall reign in life, where sin abounds, grace superabounds. Um, and so, and then in the same breath, he goes and say, should we now say that, um, should we continue seeing that grace may abound? And Paul is like, you guys are missing the point. It's like, if you're living, basically what Paul was saying, and, and then in the same chapter six, Jesus, um, Paul did, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm good. I'm sort of very cautious of time. So now I'm right. I'm rushing it now. Yeah, but, it's literally time. I was literally about all right. to Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. This is my, I'll, I'll be very quick. Romans six, right? And uh, in, in, it goes on to now say in Romans six that um, in the same manner as Christ died to sin, reckon yourself also dead to sin. The question you have to ask yourself is, 
in what way? Because it says, in the same way as Christ died to sin, you ought to mm. die to sin. The question is, how did Christ die to sin? Did he commit any, did he commit any sin of his own? No. In three three authors of the Bible, three authors of the books of the Bible says in a different way. It says, in him was no sin. He did no sin. He knew no sin. So mm. he did die to sin of his own. And so the question is, how do we, because we misunderstand how Jesus died to sin. And the Bible now says, in that same way, we should die to sin. Mm. Now, Jesus died to sin in terms of the condemnation, the imputation, and the guilt of sin. That was how he died to sin. Jesus never saved us from the ability to sin. He saved us from the state of sin. And that's what he's saying that we should, in that same manner, we should die to sin, right? And so we, when we conflate the two, that's where we get into this whole debate that, you know, can I sin after a Christian? Yes, everyone can see, whether you say, when you say you can still sin, but Jesus has saved us from the state and the sin nature of sin. And uh, I will shut up there because you're already giving me the yeah. eyes. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm hoping that we can get into it in, in, in future sessions. You know, when the Nigerian mom is like, you know, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's time up, guys. But if this question was not, um, can a Christian continue to sin? If this question was, can a Christian not sin? Does that make sense? So it's not like the minute you give your life to Christ, if you keep sinning, does that mean you've not given your life to Christ? Or is there a state, is there a place you can get to as a Christian that you can, sin can no longer be something that you associate yourself with? I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that let's just get it right. PR is fine. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Like, wait, wait, wait. If uh, if uh, what's one one question? What's the question? I just say is um, Hebrews ten fourteen. He says, "Those that are, he is sanctifying, those that have been perfected, right?" And that's why we're saying that those that have been perfected, he is sanctifying, meaning that there is on this side of eternity, that sanctification process will continue. However, you've been perfected, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, guys, we'll continue next time. I really want to keep the time um, with the one hour. Like, I'm so proud. I'm like, hashtag one hour with God and blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to like keep to that. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining. It's been amazing. I really enjoyed myself. I hope you guys did as well. Um, It was really nice to hear from you guys as well. It was really nice to hear your point of view. Of course, you're always listening to everything. So why would the time be perfect? It was more, yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what's it called? Merit, do you want to close us in prayer? Let's go. Okay. Um, it'll be really good, guys. It'll be kind of like just kind of study about this whole thing so that next week we can all come back with like pow, pow, pow and kind of like grow from this. I'm really like excited. But Lord, Jesus, just thank you for the opportunity to be able to learn at your feet, oh God. We thank you because you're a teacher who wants to teach us and we are children who want to learn and we ask oh god that this platform oh god you would use it oh god to make us even more like you you would use it oh god to refine our minds and our hearts and our thoughts and you will help us to be stronger in you and help us to live a life the way you've called us to live it help us have a better understanding of you not just for knowledge oh god but for real life things so that we can be like you here on earth we love to see us with thanksgiving bless everybody bless this people doing this platform bless the guys that have joined us oh god and let's have the best week ever thank you jesus Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much. The next time I'll, I'll send it out anyway to you guys. But yeah, thank you so much. I'm taking notes of the people that are coming and are here. So we know like our proper members, if that makes sense. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll continue with this same topic um, the next time. So yeah, you can study Romans and come, come prepared. All right. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful night and enjoy your Valentine's Day. Because I'm not going to be seeing you. That's, that's what yeah. <laughs> I just had Nobody. To. Nobody asked <laughs> you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Nobody asked <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Bible Connect. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and we would love you to join us in subsequent discussions. Check out our Instagram page for more details. Until next time, God bless you.